Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the final, maybe, wow. episode of the first season oh, of geez. Watching Watchmen. Oh, my God. The did first I, season? Yeah. Are you serious? That it's the first, Why did you say the first season? Well, it, it is the first season of Watching Watchmen, Jack. Okay. Um, I don't know what else to say. Okay. There may be a second season. We're, we're not sure okay. uh, yet if there's going to be a second season of the Watchmen TV show. And if there is, um, I feel like we are, you know, critically so is this just, is obligated. It's just going to rear its ugly head every time. They go back to the stone for more blood. Every time AT&T goes Jack, back to the stone. Jack, that's not how I would phrase it. Okay. That's not how I would phrase it. Um, but yeah, Jack, ostensibly. we're trying to keep it positive here. Yes. Sorry, we we sorry, made sorry, it all sorry. the way We are so to far into this at this point. It's very hard for me, everybody. But we are doing watching Watchmen. Uh, and yes. here we are. Uh, a fan cast about Watchmen. Mm-hmm, it's a uh, fan cast. Uh, we once again want to thank our sponsors, New Frontiersman Magazine. But we could not have done the show without. Yes. Could not have done the show without. And I actually now you know we're getting into this, and you know we've gotten a couple checks from these guys at this point. And I'm like looking at the website, and I'm kind of like, you know, these guys, you know, they're more welcoming than some than some, you know. On even on our side, you yeah. know what I mean when it comes to Watchmen opinions and stuff. I mean, like honestly, that. So yeah, interesting stuff on there. Look, there's, you know, there's lots of in- interesting commentary. Like mm-hmm. I, like we said recently, the most cutting edge um, race based science um, imaginable. Like you're not even the New York Times is not on top of this stuff. And I just want to thank the New Frontiersman magazine for yeah. helping us make watching Watchmen a reality, and not only a reality. A success because without them um we would have you know lost our ass on this show and mm-hmm. yeah, i want to thank we the had, stru- uh, we had put a lot of uh personal money into this this yeah. thing you know Jeez. uh i want to thank the watching watchman fan for supporting us like all the new uh listeners and subscribers you guys have been so wonderful uh thank you so much for going to newfrontiersmen.com and using promo code uh struggle session um to get you know another perspective there's nothing wrong with hearing another perspective it's just that we're, we're so you know this country is so divided right now so divided there's so much bile on both sides that it's nice that you know our you know our podcast listeners our 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 on our local side of this fence can go out there and financially support uh, a magazine yeah. um that was originally founded to be a newsletter for a local clan chapter mm-hmm. uh, and like you know who would have thought that we would come together just kind of cool to see that legacy. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like you kind of look back at that and you're like from such humble beginnings, yeah. you know, what it has become today. So cool. Yeah. Uh, New Frontiersman Magazine, newfrontiersman.com, promo code Struggle Session. Today, on the final episode of the first season of Watching Watchmen, we're going to talk about a show that we consider to be Watchmen Parallel, and that is... The Boys uh, on Amazon Prime. This is a TV series that's also about bad superheroes. Mm-hmm. Except this one remembers that the superheroes are bad. Yeah. Um, I would have to say the superheroes uh this one kind of gets it. It's ba- also based on is based on the comic book by uh Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson, which is kind of like uglier, cheaper 
nastier, edgier version of the original Watchmen. Not nearly as good, but we're going to talk about it today, maybe do a little bit of compare and contrasting. And we have two very special guests, mm-hmm. Emma Bowers from the podcast Struggle Session. Hi, thanks for having me on. And Shannon Strucci, also from the podcast Struggle Session. Hey, I'm excited to be on. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us on Watching Watchmen. I would like to remind you that we do uh, keep it positive here mm-hmm. over on Watching Watchmen. Don't want to hear and the negative Nancy stuff that's over there on that struggle session thing. I, I know you do it over there, but over here on Watching Watchmen, we got to keep the sponsors happy, have to say. Okay. We are a fan cast. This is a fan cast. Yeah, this is about <laughs> loving... <laughs> products. It's about loving the the product and how we celebrate the the product. All right, mm-hmm. and actually, you know, um, uh, first things first. Um, what did everyone think about the boys when it dropped? Uh, I was not expecting to really watch this show, and I certainly wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. But I, it, this ended up being. One of my favorite viewing experiences of 2019. I really, really, really uh, enjoyed this show. I actually had very similar reactions. Um, I'd read The Boys when it was a comic, um, and because I was like at the time like a big fan of Garth Ennis, like I loved Preacher, you know. Um, and I remember I think a couple volumes in, just getting kind of fatigued and felt it kept like yeah. kind of trying harder. Are you offended yet? Are you offended? Like <laughs> we remember like Ricky, that onion gag, Ricky Gervais goes to people's houses trying to offend, <laughs> and uh, so when it was like they're making it, I was like, eh, okay. And like I said, kind of very similar thing. I was like, I did not expect to like it that much. I feel it keeps kind of the uh, cynicism that Ennis was saying, but I feel like um, it's able to, I think, kind of like tone down the oh, offend, uh, oh, so offensive, you know, kind of thing. And it comes to a story that I think is just really sharp, like witty and just like engaging. Yeah, I mean, I I feel similarly to both of you that I was, you know, not intending to watch the boys. You know, I was uh, uh, I had read the boys uh, comic as well, and I even thought that the boys is pretty good, and that there were like some good ideas in the boys. But yeah, I kind of ultimately, I, I, you know, the boys always did try to like outdo itself. But you know, uh, uh, I'm maybe slightly more of a defender of the comic, but I do think that the. Uh, the show actually does do a very good job uh, of, you know, I, I'm just making it less sort of like for 14-year-olds. You know what I mean? It's just like less sort of like early or like late 90s M&M juvenile. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, I had not planned to watch it. Some like uh, I hadn't seen a lot about it online, but my like friends who had seen it told me it was just kind of needlessly edgy. So I avoided it. But then I was uh, at a convention and I asked to be on a panel about it. And I was like, oh, I have to watch it now. <laughs> I was supposed to watch The Watchmen too, but I didn't. Um, I <laughs> liked it more than I thought I would. I definitely had some issues with it. Just like the way certain characters were written felt kind of like silly or contrived or dated to me, which I'm sure we can get into later. But I sort of, uh, I really like Homelander. And in spite of myself, almost, I'm really, I saw the season two trailer and I don't know if we should talk about like spoilers from the trailer, but there was one shot in that that I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited to watch this stupid show." <laughs> I usually like I watch like I don't watch a ton of TV, 
uh, now, actually, but this is one that I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to watch this. Uh, it's it's really entertaining. It's, it's too stupid sometimes, but then other times it's brilliant. So Yeah, you know, I think that this show, like, and maybe it is because the source material is so kind of like... Like, it has smart ideas, but it is also sort of, like, reveling gleefully and being puerile or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, maybe it's because this is a, a series that didn't take itself too seriously to begin with that, like, that helps. you know, that it does help the sort of, like, annoying. It, like, has a kind of, you know, uh, uh, it, it strips the prestiginess of it or something. So for uh, the boys, the basically the premise of the boys is, you know, kind of similar to Watchmen that, you know, superheroes are bad. Whereas in Watchmen, Alan Moore suggests that the superhero myth itself is bad because of its inherent, you know, kind of white supremacist imperialist implications. Garth Ennis suggests that superheroes are bad because they would probably like take a bunch of drugs and like be on Twitter too much. Yeah, <laughs> they would be celebrities because they would be rich people and celebrities. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And you know they're they're coming at it, you know, not exactly the same angle, but they kind of end up in some of the same places where you have a team of of like the fake Justice League. They have a fake Batman, a fake Superman, a fake uh, Aquaman, fake Flash, all. The it's just ba- and fake Wonder Woman. Uh, what's the name of the team itself? Is uh, the the five or something? The the, fi- uh, the seven. The, uh, the seven, right? The yeah. seven. The seven. And there are these uh, corporate sponsored uh, superheroes that, over the course of the series, also are looking to expand to get in like a military uh, contract right. so they can go overseas and be Doctor uh, Manhattan's. And what the boys TV show understands that par- that the Watchmen TV show didn't is that that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's actually not a good thing <laughs> for superheroes. To be on the government uh, payroll. Uh, Imperialism that- is banned? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, and so, but we have a, t- and we have a team of, you know, regular people, uh, non-superpower people who are trying to take, uh, these heroes, uh, these superheroes down, uh, led by Carl Urban playing Billy Butcher, um, who, uh, someone pointed out that, like, Carl, Carl Urban has a worse, um, British accent than he has an American accent. <laughs> uh, he's from New Zealand, so that, that's not necessarily strange. And also, and, uh, I, uh, and the main guy really is, uh, Huey Hugh Campbell, um, played by, uh, Jack Quaid, son of, uh, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. And this is all straight from the comic. And, and Huey originally in the comic, and this is part of the reason why, like, I never really could get into the comic. He's supposed to look exactly like Simon Pig. Huey yeah, in the comic yeah. is Simon Pig. This and, is a positive change that yeah. Simon Pig <laughs> is not cast as the main guy and instead is the guy's dad or yeah. whatever. I talk about an amazing American accent on Simon Pig. Because <laughs> <laughs> he he could he's somebody's dad. He doesn't have to be American. He could be. <laughs> Wasn't but, he Scottish or something in the comic? I haven't read it, but I like. I think so because I think there's a thing where like they go to Scotland or something. Basically, there's two teams of you know mostly normal humans versus this superpower elite uh, that they're trying uh, to to take down. That's the main focus of the story. The inciting incident where a train runs through 
Huey's girlfriend going full speed force and turns her into like just like paste yeah. uh, while he's still holding her arms straight from the comic and you know in the TV show I think it's a pretty effective scene and pretty much and shows like why normal people would actually hate having to be around uh, superheroes because they would do this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the, the sort of the inciting incident for this show absolutely works. Um, and yeah, I mean, even sort of the portrayal of A Train, like A Train works as a character too, because, he's a good you know, character. he's Very just good like, character. even, you know, when he first shows up, he's just like, he looks like he's like, I fucked up, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and then they bring all the lawyers in. Yeah, yeah. the lawyers, yeah. And that is something we'll probably get to that in a little bit, which is um, this is something I think the show does a lot better, which is it's very easy to write the seven off is just terrible, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're they're literally they're like literal rapists. They're murderers. Yeah. They do a bunch of drugs. They're hypocrites. And yet what I love about the show, I think the best part of it is they're able to make every single one of them, even like the deep who is the worst human being like on the show, um, complex characters. Right. Everyone is a fully regarded character even the people who do the most reprehensible things and i love that so yes. even at the end and i'm like yeah and like obviously like a train is trash you know but <laughs> you completely understood him and i thought that was so good in a way where you could have just made them all like one notes really easily and they didn't how does that compare to the comics? Because some of the stuff I read about them in the comics, I was like, good lord, this is too much. I don't, I mean, like I said, it's been a long time since I read it, but yeah, mm-hmm. in the comics, it's just, they just sort of exist and you take a lot of delight in all watching them, you know, get their just desserts. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, all those little details with like, um, yeah, the A-Train and his relationships or like um, Homelander and, you know, his, his hangups and stuff. I don't remember like any of that in the comics. So it's definitely like a huge strength to the TV show. I think the show does a very good job, yeah, of kind of making them all horrible in a way that is sort of grounded in the real world. Like, you kind of still, you know, know that they're all awful, like, terrible people, but they're not so awful that it's cartoonish, which is maybe where the comic sort of veered into, like, where it's just like, you know, again, sort of that, like, late 90s M&M kind of style of uh, mm-hmm. clowning on uh, things. I would argue the only character I really didn't like was the deep because I felt he was too cartoonish, like the stuff with the dolphin. And I don't know how, how <laughs> I want to get spoilers for the like, stuff. With, oh, or, what ends up happening to him? His like comeuppance. I was like, I just don't. Versus Homelander, who is so weird yeah. and is maybe one of my favorite TV villains ever now. Oh because yeah, because he is terrifying and he is they he is so fucking strange and creepy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, Jack, I did not jump back in a little bit. When you say cart- the comic is kind of cartoonish, that's what I feel too. Like the, it's much more extreme than the TV show. There's more stuff, ha- uh, like, Everything that's bad in the show is just like a like a lot badder in the yeah. uh, the comic to the point where it it actually becomes like less serious like mm-hmm. like it just because it's so over the top I take it much less seriously than the show that has like quiet moments that show us the villains being human and real people and mm-hmm. it makes us like you know really take everything that happens seriously I think the best example of this is the airplane scene. That air, Ooh, the oh. airplane scene oh, in the TV wow, yeah. show, yes. incredible, unforgettable. Mm-hmm. One of the most, you know, the, like the best television scenes I've I've ever seen be, because of, I don't know if the correct term is like dramatic irony, but like where the 
audience starts to realize what's going to happen several minutes before some of the characters do and certainly before like the background characters do and just realize how fucked up that situation is in the comic book it's just like a cartoonish forgettable scene but here where there's a scene where you know homelander who is our superman and queen Maeve, who is our wonder woman uh they come up and try to stop an airplane hijacking and in the process the pilots are uh, uh killed and and Queen Maeve is like, okay, so you're just going to do the Superman thing where you get outside and, you know, you guide the plane to the ground. And he's like, what are you talking about? I can't do that. I'm not that strong. I destroy the plane. And, like, they're all, they're just sitting there talking to each other while all the people are sitting there in the seats. They think they've been saved. They think they've been rescued because Superman and Wonder Woman are there. And he's just looking around like – and Queen Maeve is like, well, take them down one by one. Like, how can I take them down one by one? There's, like, 300 people on this airplane. This plane is going to crash before then, and we can't let people know because they're worried about PR. We can't let people know mm-hmm. that we let like half the plane die. Yeah. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to leave and let this plane crash, and nobody's ever going to know we're here. And it's just the most fucking creepiest, weirdest, m- most terrifying scene, and I loved it, loved it so much. Where he's like, the, they're trying to grab him or reach out to him, and he's like, "Don't you fucking touch me, I'll torture you!" Or what? Like where he screams at these innocent people, and she's like, "Take my daughter!" Like they did not, and it doesn't feel edgy or over the top. It just feels it's upsetting. It's realistic. I, yeah, that's what yeah. that was. Oh, and it's so good. And, and yeah, and in the comic, it's like a joke. There's like a scene with this like little boy, like, "Oh, look, it's Homelander!" And then he like gets sucked out the window, and it's right. like, "Ha ha ha!" <laughs> you know. And this is gut wrenching because yeah, like you see Maeve, and she's just trying like all these suggestions, and he's just like, "No, that wouldn't work. That doesn't." And he's so indifferent about it. Like she seems sincerely like like horrified at the idea that they might be mm-hmm. fucked. And for him, like mm-hmm. um, another review like. Like, talked about this episode and they said he's dismissing it the way like someone like turns down restaurants to go and eat at <laughs> and he's yeah. so indifferent and there's yeah. that and the only moment of any true emotion yeah like Shannon said is just like don't fucking touch me I'll, I'll kill you all yeah. and he literally just tells Maeve he's like I'm leaving if you want to stay and there's that look in her face where she realizes she's leaving yeah. these people and they're all like screaming like and yeah. it's oh and it's such it's like I said it's perfect because it's it's so intense it's so sad and it's never like you know like i said late 90s eminem to quote you know (laughs) it's it's just it's sincerely like really hard to watch yeah no it like i think that the show does a very good job of like you know uh, uh, taking just and and i don't want to say i don't want to say like taking so much more seriously because the show also does like do comedy and have a comedic tone and i think like you know uh, uh it's like and and almost like because it has a comedic tone like the moments like in the plane are so much more effective you know what i mm-hmm. mean like everything's so over the top in the comic that it it ends up taking on like <clears throat> feels like a newgrounds cartoon or something like that you know what i mean like um, but like yeah like in the series there's funny moments and then there are like uh, impactful moments and i think the series also does a good job of kind of getting in to the sort of psychology of like the elite and it like kind of taps mm-hmm. into this moment we're in right now where we do feel like the people that run everything and that you know are the most important people would not give a fuck if any if any of us died <laughs> yeah so this show the main villain 
really is like a big corporation, this corporation who is essentially a mate. There's kind of like a little background conspiracy. I don't really think it's that interesting where the corporation has um, been spiking like the formula for like kids and stuff in order to create superheroes across the country and like they get like exclusive rights to superheroes. I think that stuff is is fine. Uh, It's stuff we've kind of seen before. Um, Like I'm more interested in like the actual characters than I am like the yeah. overall world building uh, thing but that, most of that stuff you know is is fine it's fine uh, but it is like nice that you know the corporation is the bad guy unfortunately sadly the good guys are the CIA <laughs> and yeah. it's like they're taking out they're they're like fighting against this company they're like uh, trying to stop them from like out, like they're they're secretly funding the um, the boys our, our, our squad of boys uh, and the woman who are fighting against the superheroes um, because Carl Urban's character, Billy Butcher, used to work for the CIA, even though he's like British. I don't know. Um, but it, it doesn't make a, a ton what, of... You don't to... think a British person can get hired at the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in in the UK, yes. <laughs> Not yeah. in America. Um, um, yeah, I, uh, I agree that it's nothing really new that we're seeing with the sort of overarching world-building plot uh, uh, with the corporation is evil and they're behind it all and everything like that. Uh, but I would actually say that I don't mind that this is not the most imaginative show with the world-building, and I'm like relieved to watch a show that's more about character than it is about having like the cleverest way that everything fits together you know what yeah. i mean the like it's, box shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah. i'm happy to watch a show where i'm like oh like i wonder what's gonna like happen with these people or like this guy hates this guy like i wonder if he'll like kill him sometime <laughs> you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah so i kind of like i i appreciate the sort of basicness of the overarching plot uh, and i think it works for what this show is mm-hmm yeah it's not the show is not too big it's only like eight uh episodes like i i feel like it didn't overstay its welcome it did like there's a couple of mysteries going on but uh, with uh but the like payoffs were actually you know satisfying and it didn't take too long uh uh to get to it there's a mystery about what happens to billy butcher's wife why does he hate uh homelander so much um why what's up with homelander why does he have uh, a fetish for um his boss uh played by uh elizabeth uh shoe is it she's great yeah, yeah. and she's wonderful uh in this so, uh, so good in it really yeah. Yeah, my favorite part of the show is how much Homelander hated the baby. I talked about this a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's so I love fucking that funny too. to me. There are so many scenes of him just glaring at a baby with like dramatic music happening because it's like it's so superheroes funny. are neurotic, like yeah. vindictive, obsessive. Like he's got all these bizarre sexual fixations on her as like his like pseudo mom. Yeah, and and also and just the the basic idea of like. Literally, like Superman being pissed off at a baby. It's so <laughs> like, funny. Truly, very funny. It's the best part of the show. Every time, every scene that happened, I would just like lose my mind because if the show took itself too seriously, right, you would never get anything like that. But it's also more realistic. Like if you like knowing people who are like sociopaths who have too much power, they get these weird fixations or like they they exploit people in like weird, disturbing ways. And I think it, that fits really well with him, how much he just fucking is obsessed with this baby. Yeah, and I do want to praise the show. They do not kink shame Homelander 
for his mommy thing. That is not, no. it, it's just, it's, it's strange, but it's not like a, a kink shame thing. I feel like in the comic book, it would be more played for last, but it's more like, oh, this is what he's into. And that's just, that's just, that's yeah. just it. Well, there's like a logical through line with his psychology of like not growing up with parents. Like it makes sense. It's like part of the wider story rather than like just like a one off joke. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. In the comic, it would be like, you know, like, look at this guy is weird. And, like going back, they just have good characters and they've built it all up. So Homelander, yeah, and his hatred of the baby and, you know, kind of slash jealousy of the baby, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. it all makes sense from how his character works. Yeah, I, you know, I think that, yeah, I actually, I really love the Homelander as a character. And sort of so in the good. early episodes, I was not as into the Homelander character. And I was like, I don't know, maybe about this guy. But I, like, love the Homelander yeah. character now. I think this is, like, one of the, like you said, I think this is one of the best TV characters. Like, you know, I don't know about, it's one of the better TV characters. Cer- certainly going right now, it's the best yeah. TV character mm-hmm. I can think of. And his actor's from, sorry, from New Zealand. Yes, and there's this throwaway joke that makes me laugh so hard, and it's the flashback to when Homelander first meets um, Billy Butcher, you know, and he just says, I love your accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Anthony Starr is the guy who plays Homelander, and, like, if you're in- at all interested in the show, I will watch the show just to see his performance. It's He's great. It, it, it's just mm-hmm. fantastic. It, it's it, He's, you know, can be truly funny, weird. charming, truly scary. guy weird it's everything everything wrapped up into one and he's he's not a cartoon villain he really is like a fleshed out uh character he he shows actually strangely like a lot of restraint for this type of character i think like uh, it's so easy like we've had so many bad supermen but he's like actually tries to think about like what i'm not just gonna slaughter a bunch of people i'm gonna slaughter um a bunch of people in afghanistan to prove that I we should be able to get this you know government contract you know he's a thoughtful like terrifying uh, villain I, I just loved him uh, by the end but there was a couple of things I did char- characters I never really responded to and they do take up a lot of the show and that's Starlight and Huey I just mm. never really like got into their like romance storyline thing I just. I, they're not bad actors or anything like that. It's no. just that with the all with the they're just like like people like Homelander and A Train are just like so much more interesting to watch. I feel like you know, and this happens a lot, and you see this, you know, it comes up a lot. I think in a lot of the, the discourse and stuff, which is. Um, a lot of the times if leads, you just put, you know, the two, you know, hetero, you know, sexual couple together. And someone, um, a buddy of mine, they wrote this and I really liked it and they were pointing out and they said the problem with a lot of these is they don't really kind of build up that like emotional connection. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's a boy. It's a girl. They'll right. get together. Here are <laughs> our two hot mains. And so, you know, naturally <laughs> they, they attract to each other. Yeah. The yeah. Elizabeth Shue and Homelander romance was so much deeper. I had yeah. They had a lot more chemistry. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, Yeah, you know, I. It's like it's tough because it's like it's basically part of the pitch of like the entire series. But I think maybe my big issue with it that made it hard for me to buy the entire time is just the like bizarre, insane coincidence of them like sitting next to each other on a bench. It just feels like really (laughs) weird right off the bat. You know what I mean? And so it kind of makes the whole thing feel a little contrived, even though I agree. I think they're both. 
both like good actors. It's just like I don't believe it from the very beginning because it just feels like perfunctory and like we're doing it because we have to get to this place, you know. There were definitely moments where I was like, okay, yeah, a dude wrote this. I don't think all the writers on the show were dudes. But it's like when Starlight is talking to him and she's like, yeah, in high school, this guy was just so intimidated by me. I just feel so alone. It's like as if there was, she's really hot and she's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> she would not have any trouble. Get, or like A-Train talking about his girlfriend. He's like, you drank a dark beer and you ate food. You're not like other girls. <laughs> that kind of stuff. And also, I this is the only time ever on YouTube like an atheist guy got mad at me. Like, I was trashing atheists or something. It was weird because I was talking about, like, Starlight is so shocked at homophobia in the, like, evangelical Christian community. Yeah. I'm like, that's stupid. She was, she is not that dumb. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're trying to, like, be, like, both sidesy with religion. And it's clearly written by, like, an edgy atheist guy who's, like, trying to, like, write female characters and black characters and gay characters and stuff. And sometimes it works, but I think it works a lot better when he's focusing, like, zeroing in on what Homelander represents, like sociopathic capitalism and power and everything versus yeah. like, it just wasn't so homophobic when I was a kid. It's like, yeah, what, whatever. It's also for me kind of, like I said, like in you're correct, kind of like that atheist. And it's also very like kind mm. of old school, like, whoa, the religious people who, you know, are homophobic are actually gay. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or a sad on. lesbian who drinks herself to death. Like, yeah. like Lady May is like, she's a queen. May is a good character, but it's also like, okay, I've seen, like I've seen this done better. It, it was it was like a smaller complaint. It wasn't offensive or like horrible mm. stereotypes, but there were just moments where I was like, no, no person would say that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> you know, I really didn't like Queen Maeve. Like she didn't really have mm. anything as a character other than like she had a bad breakup. Like that was like the, <laughs> the beginning and ending of her character. Like she's like if she she's with all these like super evil dudes, like let her do some, something evil to show me that she's like a bad person other than like she's kind of mean. She was kind mm. she's like a bad girlfriend. I feel like she has she should have like a stronger flaw than that. And so, I mean, I know, like I said, going back like in the comic, but the whole point, I mean, take this as you will, like, what, girls can't be like terrible people too. But a lot of her is, she's just kind of broken. And I think a lot of parallels, um, and I don't know how strong the show does this, is at one point implies she was kind of the starlight. She was the young, new girl. Mm. She was going to come and make a difference. And she's just so beaten down. And she's not a deplorable person, but she's become someone who's kind of lost all her convictions and like, what it means to be a superhero and i'm not saying like they handle it like oh it's actually really good i mean i do feel like <laughs> out of all the seven she's probably the one who doesn't like get the most kind of scenes and i feel she's the one i don't really like completely understand as much as i do the other ones except for um like noir who's not really in this because you know he doesn't mm -hmm. talk <laughs> that was a funny running gag and i read up on what uh black noir is in the comics and i was like i hope they do that that's crazy same same we'll see yeah we'll see yeah, we'll see. I do. I do feel like they might follow. You know, they they like. You know, as far as the overarching plot, it, it does follow the comic uh, fairly closely. That's exciting. Except for that twist at the end, which um, I was kind of glad at because, like, y you get really fatigued just with like kind of like a lot of fridge twists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, oh my my female my female half is dead, and it shall spur me into action. <laughs> she was in the and show for thirty seconds at the beginning, and then she drives the whole plot. As yeah. Goes. So I mean, slight spoilers: Billy Butcher's original origin story is very kind of similar. You know, superhero did bad thing to female, female dead. Now right. I am sad. And uh, the twist they threw at the end, I was like, whoa! Like, what are they going to do with this? Yeah, 
that's true. Yeah, yeah that was definitely an improvement uh, from the comic, I think. So I'm, I'm actually, you know, I think the people who are making this show, like they, they got the right idea. They took what worked from the comic. They told, like, I was afraid that they were going to tone down stuff and just make it like weaker, but they actually toned down stuff and made it stronger. And in a lot of ways, more mm-hmm. disturbing. Um, like the, and even like the fucking dolphin scene. I like, I, I laughed so hard. I don't know why. Just about that dolphin getting hit by I've, a truck. I feel so sorry for that dolphin. I was so sad for that dolphin. <laughs> That's what the dolphin gets for running if someone like the deep though. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So let's, let's talk about the deep. Shannon, you said you didn't like him. I, by this mm-hmm. end, I, felt i really like love the deep and the care and the guy who who plays him he's no homelander and he's off and he's certainly an awful person but by the end i was like man this is a really fucked up guy and i hope he gets the help he needs uh, but you you didn't <laughs> you didn't like him too much i think uh it was not necessarily him because i don't have a problem with like these kinds of shows using rape or like sexual assault and me too stuff i think he was just so goofy And Mm. the fact, too, that at the end, it's like, I I do not, this is a personal thing, I do not like the story of, like, the rapist gets raped. Yeah. And we Mm. can't think of, like, a way for a woman, because he's not gay, so a woman has to do it, so she rapes his guilt. I was like, this is just unpleasant. Whereas the stuff with the the power dynamic with Homelander, I think it's a little bit ambiguous as to whether he raped Billy Butcher's wife. But, like, that felt like everyone feeling upset and helpless and this insane, like, that felt so real to me. Whereas the deep is just like he's got like gill vaginas. I, this is silly mm-hmm. to me. Whether if it had been more like him using his power and then eating little debbies and being upset, I, I think I would have been more cool with it. I think it was just they were playing with something very serious, and it was sort of right. cartoony, and that was the problem I had with it. And I agree because at the beginning, like they definitely kind of start to make him more goofy as it progresses. Because the scene mm-hmm. where he assaults, um, like a uh, starlight, and I mean, obviously, like those are scenes where you know I think people feel different reactions, and you'll meet people who are like, I thought it was in really poor taste, and. I mean, obviously not to go much into like, I guess my own like personal background, but I say this, mm-hmm. like, um, uh, when you're trying to make it in something and someone holds that kind of power over you, like, I felt like the tone, like it, it hit me and I felt that mm-hmm. I understood what it was trying to mm-hmm. say. That first um, scene is very sinister. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes from this to someone who's like, you know, like trying yeah. to be friends of a lobster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I do agree with that. Yeah. that like it is a tonal <laughs> shift and he becomes mm-hmm. such like a comic relief character that it does kind of like undercut what I agree yeah. is like a really, really effective scene, you know, earlier in the series. Yeah. I think maybe just where it had to come in the story story was too early possibly like if it if it came like a little bit later if they could get the goofier stuff out of the way and then show oh he's this really dark fucking asshole rapist creep that might Mm -hmm. work a little bit better with the right because it's like you know we're now gonna watch these scenes and be like well this like occurred as like in the pilot of this show you know so yeah exactly um but i I also agree with shannon too which is like i mean i was fine with kind of just like seeing like just like i said him kind of getting exiled to like ohio and like all his like you know sea critter friends dying and then yeah Mm -hmm. like him getting assaulted too and i was kind of like uh like two wrongs don't make a right here you know and that also feels very dated yeah and especially because like also like yeah same thing it's like played for laughs and it's like i'm fine if like the rest of his misery being played for laughs but that part i'm like nah not this ain't it (laughs) 
All right. So we, we talked a lot about the boys. I do want to, um, uh, uh, Emma, you have sworn never to watch the Watchmen TV, correct? Yes, yes. There never shall be a Watchman me. <laughs> never shall I Watchman me. And if I watch them all, they'll break. I played a Leslie in my pod, they shall take. <laughs> and, 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 and Shannon, did you watch any of the Watchmen? No. Okay. I've seen the film and yeah, I've read I'm the jealous. comics. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Okay. So, so I was just like, I yeah. Even I was on a panel about it. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> okay, so I guess this is just a question for the boys. Jack, yeah. comparing this show to Watchmen, what do you mm-hmm. think? I think uh, I think the boys accidentally has more to say about the real world than Watchmen. Yeah, I think the boys just in like kind of doing a straight adaptation of like an existing work and like you know writing it in this time, like accidentally made a more timely show than Watchmen, <clears throat> which was like designed you know to be like a scientifically designed show about now or whatever i think the boys uh wins on every metric it's like better as a tv show um i don't know maybe there are some better performances in Watchmen, but i just like the boys better as a tv show yeah i i would i I think the main difference uh is that you know the whatever even though i don't really like the comic it's ennis trying to say something about that era, about the real world. It's not just him throwing, you know, whatever idea comes in his head. It's the difference between, like, you know, trying to, and while the watching TV show is just all Damon Lindelof's weird fantasies about that are tangentially related to Watchmen and at, and not related to reality at all. Like Garth Dennis was trying to think about what would it mean if superheroes existed in the real world? Well, they would probably be owned by like corporations. They would be like celebrity. They'd be treated like celebrities, et cetera, et cetera. And like Damon Lindelof is like, you know, what if like the, a Klansman was like black, you know, like that's, that's the depth of his di- thinking on it. So I think that's why the boys just feels, even though it's made, it was made like the, a lot of the story is coming from like 10 years ago. Like this is a old comic they're adapting. It still feels really, you know, more timely and more interesting uh, now than, you know, Damon Lindelof's weird Obama era uh, fantasies. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. I think that, you know, I think that uh, I think the boys just feels more about the world that we live in today than uh, than Watchmen does to me. Uh, I, I do want to briefly ask uh, Shannon and Emma, if it's possible, just from what you've picked up from the ether, would you <laughs> tell us what the Watchmen TV show is about? <laughs> um. Watchmen is about like um so it's it's Watchmen like the comic but it's in the future and um it's like maybe sometimes superheroes are bad but sometimes they are black so who's to say perhaps <laughs> <laughs> some are good uh I was a huge Lost fan 10 years ago I don't know if Damon Lindelof should be writing about race I don't know. I haven't seen a single episode of it. I like I said, I was very into his weird shit then, and looking back, a lot of it is just like in a lot of different ways. Him and JJ Abrams. So, all right. So that was watching Watchmen. That was the. That's it. Well, for now, season one. 
of watching Watchmen. Um, I, if you thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Um, if you want more, I would suggest definitely suggest watching the boys. I think we all really enjoyed it. Um, but we will be back with a new series. Uh, Trek Sesh or Sesh Trek. Yeah. Sesh 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 Trek. Trek. Sesh Trek. Ooh. Coming up very, very Sesh Sesh Trek. We, we will be talking <laughs> about Star Trek. All of them. Every single. Co- every single one. Every Hooray. single goddamn one. Wow. Somehow really we're going to That's going to be coming yeah. to you over the next uh, couple of months. So yeah. stay tuned. Stay subscribed. Wow. Thank you so much for listening to Watching Watchmen. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.